Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, patrons, give me a T, give me a G, give me an I, give me an F. What day is it? Friday. TGIF, am I right or what? Okay. Welcome to Friday, and welcome to Lucas in the Morning. It's boring, it puts me to sleep. Hey, it's Jim Ozarski time again. Green Bay Packers, woo! At 7.15, it's time for Andy Baggett, a buddy bags from uwpatches.com. At 7.30, we're still talking baseball with the man. Tom Hart records, and it's 745, brother, the voice of your Wisconsin Badgers, and more, Matt LePay. Oh, this is exactly what I was looking for. And now, without further ado, John Audius and Mike Lucas. Welcome to a Johnny-come-lately Friday, Saturday, Sunday. John Audius <laughs> gone until Monday. On a plane to Seattle today for round two between the U of Washington and the U of Wisconsin in volleyball. Saturday night, the Badgers took one on the chin last night at the Fieldhouse. So if Adias is gone, he got We meet only one thing on the board. On the keyboard today would be General Ben, the kingpin of the Wanna Bowl, one of the Brewers' biggest naysayers. Oh, good morning. How you doing? Good morning. Naysayer. Feeling good today on a Friday. I still don't believe in the Brewers, but this is a pretty fun ride. You still don't believe in the Brewers, nope. who right now, if, to, if today was the last day of baseball, let's put it this way. If yesterday was the last day of baseball, the Brewers are in the playoffs. They're in the playoffs, And your Cubs yeah. are not. Oh, Cubs no. are out. No, Cubs are not. Out. They are not my team. But right, you got to start believing, dude. Believing in what? Believing that this is a special ending to a season that was pretty <laughs> average up until September. I thought you were going to say a special team, and I was going to say no, no, no special no. run. And, and special look, run, sure. You don't have to be a special team anymore over the length of a season. You just have to be good when you need to be good. And the Brewers have been damn good in September. That's all that counts, right? I still hate this one-game playoff with that second wild I don't like it either, but there's nothing you can do about it. All you can do is buckle up for the ride. Buckle up for the ride. Oh, I am buckled in, strapped up. Good for you. More power to you, naysayer. We'll talk a little bit about the Brewers. Cubs lost. Oh, I loved watching the Cubs lose and the way they lost with Craig Kimbrell, their big (laughs) fancy acquisition, throwing a goal. What Do you have that at... Your fingertips, because it just puts a smile on my face. You got the Matt Carpenter home run. I do have the Matt. Carpenter yeah, let's home listen run. to this and all smile. Ball's hard hit to deep center field. Back goes the center fielder, and it's gone. Home run number thirteen. Big fly, Matt Carpenter. He ambushes Craig Kimbrell, and the Cardinals retake the lead in the tenth inning. Gone. You know who else is gone? Joe Madden. Gone. He is good as gone. Theo really? said as much last week. He called his own team uninspiring. And who do you blame? When it when a group of players are uninspiring, 
Who's the lead leader of that group? Joe Madden. Is that not a major overreaction? No. No. Really? He brings the World Series to that town for the first time since when? What have you done for me lately? Two years ago? What have you done for me lately? Oh, yeah? How did it turn out for the Red Sox when they jetted out Terry Francona? We'll talk more about what happened in baseball uh, in a little bit. We've got Jim Osarski at 630. Our green and gold insider from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel will break down Packers, Broncos. What do you think, Trap? Trap game or not? It could be a trap game I mean, for sure. I think about all the emotion that was ex- yeah. expended with the Bears, beating the Bears, and all the emotion that was expended beating the Vikings this trap game and Sunday in Lambeau? Yes? I don't think the quarterback's going to let it be a trap game, but I'm more focused on the defense again. All right. I want right. to see another strong outing from that defense. They had me really excited last week, especially yeah. that secondary. I like the corners. Oh, yeah. Love them corners. Yeah. You cannot play good defense in the NFL if you don't have good corners. And Savage at safety, too. He's shown yes. some things, you know? Yeah, he showed one thing speed. Yeah. All right, so we'll tell Packers, we got Broncos, a lot today. 630. Ah, you have a dilemma that you shared with me off yeah, the air. I, I think you could share with me on the air, too. I do. Before we go to our tailgate, and we will officially start the tailgate in a matter of minutes, the Badger tailgate for Michigan. So what's your conundrum? Explain. So I have a high school friend who is uh, getting married here in the next couple months and uh, supposed to have a bachelor party tomorrow. And the plan is nobody has game tickets to Badgers, Michigan. Everybody's going to go down, do the whole tailgate thing, go to all the bars, watch the game at the bars. But my problem is I'm such a big football fan. I want to sit and actually watch the game, dissect it, as I'm seeing it in front of me. I can't do that at a bar. All the noise, all the people, all the distraction, all the probably 75% of the people around you don't care what's going on at the game. But So that's my dilemma. But being in a bar atmosphere, you share with the people around you the highs and the lows. No, you do. I mean, the roar, the roar of the crowd, and you're going to be close enough to Camp Randall Stadium. You'll be able to hear the crowd, and if it doesn't rain, you'll be in that little beer garden. I know. Getting all liquored up with your boys, cheering on the Badgers against the Big Bad Wolverines. I mean, I could always tape the game if I want to go back and watch it afterwards. Yes, you know? yes. Hang out with the guys, uh, dude. Hang out with the guys and cheer and boo and be a fan. <laughs> be a fan tomorrow. I, we all need to be fans tomorrow, don't we? I think you turn sure me. Do. I'm going for sure tomorrow. Do it. All right. I'm so, doing it. I got to get everybody ready. I, I think I've succeeded with getting you pointed in the right direction. Uh, but we need to start our tailgate. Uh, what I want you to do is I want you to play some game highlights. Uh, we couldn't find the Matt LePay call on one of the bigger plays ever in the series between Michigan and Wisconsin. But nonetheless, it's Sean McDonough. And then we'll give you a little dose of Matt LePay. Matt will join us, as you heard from Eddie in our open at 745, the voice of the Badgers. Then we'll come back and we'll set up our next soundbite, which is incredible, right? It is. You know what we need? While well, we're listening to this, you need to find some Ultimate Warrior walk-up music. Oh, Because okay. we're going to be hearing from the Ultimate Wisconsin Warrior, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, boys! Yes. All right, uh, here's the countdown. The official Badger tailgate starts right now. Calhoun lined up to the left of Stocko. Quarterback draw. Stocko! Touchdown! John Stocko, a four-yard touchdown run with 24 seconds to go. 
Michigan. Line of scrimmage, the Wolverines 14-yard line. Brad Robbins standing right at the goal line. Nick Nelson standing in midfield, and the kick is in the air. Nelson will have a chance. Oh, he let it hit again, and he's now going to pick it up at the 50-yard line. Right side to the 45, to the 40. Nelson still up. 35, breaks left 30. 25, 20. He's gone. Touchdown, Nick Nelson on the punt return. 50 yards, and the Badgers are first on the board at Camp Randall. 35 seconds left in the third quarter. Taylor back in there at running back. And they've got an end around going. Here comes Kendrick Pryor. Needs a block, gets it. Left side 30. He's to the 20. 10, 5, touchdown, Wisconsin. Kendrick Pryor on the end around. And the lead is 10 for the Badgers. Thank you, Matt LePay, for being so damn great. How super was that? You got to be moved. You got to be touched. You got to have goosebumps now. You got to be ready. That's why we play this. If, if nothing struck you about that sound, then you don't have a pulse. You don't have a pulse. That first cut from Sean McDonough was the John Stocko quarterback draw from the four-yard line that beat Michigan in 2005, 23-20. Stocko, not known as a runner no, at all, no. completely took Stocko by surprise when the call, which was made by wide receiver coach Henry Mason, who went up to Barry Alvarez and said, hey, this will work. Look at how they're playing their defense. They're avoiding the middle of the field. They're coming hard off the edges with pass rush. They won't expect Stocko to run. Stocko got the call. And he said, I was shocked. I didn't think they'd call something <laughs> for me to run. Opened up beautifully. He followed uh, his center, Donovan Rayola, and Brian Calhoun. Uh, his incredible tailback into the end zone, the Badgers won the game. You heard the last two highlights were from the last time the Badgers played the Wolverines at Camp Randall Stadium. Wisconsin's won four straight games over Michigan here in Madison. And the ultimate warrior, maybe in Wisconsin football history, at least one of them, one of them, because there have been a lot of them, would be Joe Thomas. Would, would he not qualify as an ultimate warrior? He would, All without right. a doubt. So let's hear a little fire up. From Joe Thomas. This was on UWBadgers.com, Wisconsin Football Twitter. This is why you come to Wisconsin to play in games like this. The eyes of the college football world are upon us in our house, and we wouldn't want it any other way. Those first two games, 110 to nothing, great way to start. But that doesn't mean anything comes Saturday because this, the Big Ten, the team coming in here, it's a whole different ball game. These games, they're one with toughness. Toughness ain't about words. It's about doing all you can on every play with the guy next to you. The best part? This whole place is behind you. And when it gets cranked up, when we're all into it, feel it in your core. Power 80,000 voices and the ghosts of 100 years of history giving you strength. There's nothing like it. We live for these moments because these are the games you remember. Touchdown, Wisconsin! And this game is underway with a bang! Going right side after a Darren, and a diving catch! Touchdown, Wisconsin! Record-breaking one! Wow. Thank you, Joe Thomas. Thank you, Matt LePay. You ready? You're ready for some football Man, I can't at Cam wait. Randall Stadium? I cannot Damn. wait. I'm telling a little wire today. Yeah, I can tell it's wire. good. Ready to go. I think all of us are as Badger fans. We'll hear from the voice That's of the exciting. Badgers, Matt LePay, 745. So much more coming up on Lucas in the Morning.
with General Ben on the keyboard. That was B.A. Brian Anderson on the calls, plural. Man, did you hear the roar? I talked about the roar of the crowd that we're going to hear Saturday at Camp Randall Stadium. That audio was crisp. Did you hear the roar of the crowd for a Thursday afternoon game in Milwaukee? I did. I should have wow. played this song coming back. Go though. ahead. You know what it is yet? No. Taking care of business. That's what the Brewers are doing in September, right? Very well done, my right? friend. You know what? I've determined is the playoff. I can't get ahead of myself. The regular season theme, the final month of the season, stretching into October theme song, Love and Spoonful. Hot summer? You believe in magic? Oh, should I see if we have it? Yeah, we've been playing it. Got to have it. Uh, Final score yesterday was 5-1. to Brewers over Padres. I I bet some of you missed it because it was a very unusual start, a 3 o'clock start. Yeah. Now, I forgot about it for a while, then I tuned it in, and it was just a matter of what you said, taking care of business against a Padres team that I think will be much better in the future because they got flamethrowers all over the place. They do. And they can't hit. They do. They Very good farm hit. system, too. Tatis, you know, was sidelined Junior, with the injury. Yeah. Man, can he play? He can. Yep. Uh, but the Brewers are just and Plus doing, Machado, too. Yeah. Let's not forget about him. The, the one player that Milwaukee fans love to hate. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Especially he, after he, last year. No, he hadn't, he's hadn't grabbed his junk lately. <laughs> There's no reason to, right? And that's why they wasn't that the reason they got upset with Machado, uh, or uh, when he stepped on uh, Aguilar's heel too. Yeah, right? that was part of it. Yeah, remember him? Remember when he was a big factor in, in whatever the Brewers? <laughs> I do Aggie? I do it seemed like a long time ago? Well, he plays we for were Tampa talking about Bay Jesus now, Aguilar, so. right? I know. Yeah, and, and just now the new names like Grisham, who was just voted um, named the Brewers minor league player of the year, who had to come up. Uh, had to play maybe earlier than he was ready to play, and yet has delivered some timely hits. I know you hate timely it. Timely hits. I, I know you hate it when I go down this road, but go that's ahead. part of the reason why I'm so skeptical. Well, it's a guy like Trent Grisham. Well, we, do, we know nothing about Trent not, Grisham. But, How am I supposed to believe that he's going to power us through the playoffs, well, get us just, to the playoffs? Have, okay, I'm glad you opened the door there. It's not just Trent Grisham. Well, it's because not, what they're but, doing is that this, this committee approach, uh, the village approach to the pitching staff. I mean, and it's working. Now, there was some discouraging news. Uh, yesterday, you heard the Kane home run, uh, but he had to leave the game with what they were calling left ankle discomfort. I mean, he's battered. It's been a long season, and he's just physically battered. Um, we got a couple of sound bites from Lorenzo Kane. Let's hear him. It's been a rough year for the, as far as the injuries or whatnot. So, I mean, who knows? It is what it is. You know, um, I got to find a way to get the ankle right, you know, so I can get, get back out there on the field. So, uh, we'll see what happens. I'm not sure what's going to happen tomorrow, but um, me, I plan on being out there. 
We got to treat it as a must-win game uh, the, rest of the, the rest of the way. It's a must-win for us to get to where we want to be. We want to win the division, so, you know, we're trying to go out there and hopefully sweep everybody we play. Uh, I mean, we, know, we understand that's tough to do. What a great attitude to have, and he's so very much the catalyst at the top of the order. Well, he's the team leader, is he not? He's one of them. Yeah, and maybe the team leader. Yeah. The! You get that copyrighted. Yeah. The team leader. <laughs> yeah, Ohio State. How'd that turn out for you? Not very well. Not you very can't. well. Copyright the word the. It doesn't work that way. What I like about Kane are his facial expressions. He seems so human. Yeah. Uh, uh, he, he has a Jim Brown complex. If you remember Jim Brown, and most of you don't, I'm, you're a millennial. Do you remember Jim Brown, the I, great running back for the I Cleveland do. Browns? One of the greatest running backs in NFL history. Uh, Jim Brown's, one of his distinguishing characteristics was after he got tackled, you know, 10, 15, 20 yards downfield. He'd take forever to get back to the huddle. It was like, there's no way this guy can even take another snap. But he was always conserving his energy. Yeah. And it's sort of like Kane. If you watch him walk around the ball field, he's always conserving energy yeah. until he needs to. And then you see him chase down a ball or rob somebody of a home run by climbing the wall. Totally different energized player. And he has energized the lineup when he has been healthy and not healthy because he hasn't, as he just said, he's been – Beat up most of the season. All year long, yeah. But they found ways to compensate for losses. I mean, you take a look at the record in September, which has been incredible, 14-4. and four. The Brewers have been 14-4 and four in September. 12-14 of 14 they've won. The last 12-14 of 14 they've won. Um, they're in a stretch of 15 straight days without a day off. 15 of 18 without a day off, which really speaks to the depth that they found. But the pitching all, staff. But again, that should also make you weary if they're that they second weary. playoff you know kid winning, team. You don't get tired of winning. You get tired no, of winning. I know, losing. but as a fan, okay, if I'm supposed to buy in but and you're believe. you're a naysayer. You're not a fan. You're a naysayer. I'm just looking at the facts, quite frankly. Uh, yeah, okay, whatever. You're looking okay. at the facts. I, I know what it'll <laughs> take. So if they get in the playoffs and they punch out early, you can say, I told you so. No, I would at? never go down that road. But But all these things are leading you to a certain decision you should make in your mind. I think he's just let it play, let it ride. Well, yeah, happens. you have to do that, but if but you this think is going to be a tired oh, team, think, too. That ain't tired. Winning. <laughs> you don't get tired winning. Uh, do you think uh, they're playing with house money? Yes. Since Yelich went down? Yes, they are. Or they're 7-2 and two without Yelich? Yes, because everybody thought, or probably not everybody, they didn't as a team, but a lot of Brewers fans thought the season was over when Yelich got hurt. Did I bring, bring up how much I loved seeing Kimbrough get up a home run to Matt Carpenter? Did <laughs> I bring did. that up to you? you I, I don't remember if I mentioned to you somebody else that was standing across from me. Yeah. This the morning. man in the street. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Did I mention to you how, how much I enjoyed seeing Joe Madden looking completely baffled? Do you want to hear out? that home run again? Yeah, let's Why hear not? that one more time. Ball's hard hit to deep center field. Back goes the center fielder, and it's gone. Home run number 13, big fly Matt Carpenter. He ambushes Craig Kimbrell, and the Cardinals retake the lead in the 10th inning. And then Craig Kimbrell ambushed the Cubs. <laughs> driving away in that Brinks truck. He right got a now. lot of money. All right, let's talk Packers and Broncos. Is this a trap? game for Green Bay. We'll talk with one of Green Gold Insiders, Jim Osarski, next on Lucas in the Morning. With the touch of a bell,
field, he's a slashing runner who's very slippery. He doesn't take a lot of squared up shots. And for a guy who's not huge, you know, not a huge back, but Aaron, you know, gives you that slashing mentality with the speed. You know, he really has the speed to take it the distance every time he touches the ball. I think the where he's grown the most is his patience. You know, getting behind blocks, letting them set up, pressing his aiming points. That would be quarterback Aaron Rodgers on running back Aaron Jones. Welcome back to Lucas in the Morning with General Ben. Joining us now from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, Jim Osarski. Jim is brought to you by Metro Ford, Metro Kia of East Madison. Good morning, Jim. How you doing? Hey, good morning. I'm good. All right, I want to start with the tight end situation. I know you wrote about it today, JS Online. Give us an update on where they are with their tight ends. Yeah, obviously the news was, uh, you know, Jimmy Graham, suffering a groin injury at some point Sunday, finishing the game, but, uh, you know, hurt enough to, to not practice Wednesday, Thursday. So, you know, Matt LaFleur likes those tight end sets. So uh, calling up Evan Bayless, who, you know, impressed the coaches and Aaron Rodgers during camp and looks like he'll be, he'll be up and, and ready to go Sunday against the Broncos while Graham, um, you know, is kind of back now in that, that kind of rehab situation. I know your colleague, Tom Silverstein speculated on whether there are some available pieces offensively available to the Packers down the road a piece. Um, what do you think? Are they good enough in that tight end rotation or not? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, whether it be the the tight ends or maybe even just a, a complimentary receiver. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking. Tom's wondering if there's you know that 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 veteran kind of guy, um, you know, as obviously this is a really unproven group. Um, I, it's a good question. Like I, the league has, has gotten a little more interesting in the last year or two, right. With, with, with some different trades and, and you're, you're seeing more movement. Um, you know, you bring up, uh, Miami and, you know, the Browns a few years ago, if there's more teams willing to kind of shed, shed veteran players. Um, so I, I, I don't know yet. I think some of that will shake out a little more in the next couple of weeks as teams kind of get a feel for who they are, what they are, you know, in terms of that win-loss record. Jim, in the course of your reporting, uh, you're interviewing this week in Green Bay, any mention of a trap game by any of the players or coaches or, or any of the media members for that matter? No, no, that was kind of an odd one uh, to hear the other day, right, from from former Packers fullback John Coot. No, I, I haven't really seen too much of um, of a look ahead to Philadelphia. Um, and I think part of that has to do with the fact that the offense, you know, kind of showed well a little bit against Minnesota, but they know Vic Fangio's running in, right? And, and I don't think there's a feeling like that, that the offense is going to get well. You know, I think they're just hoping to, to be a little more consistent. So, no, I, I haven't really heard much about that at all well I, th- I think it's a little bit of legitimate given the emotion that was spent beating the bears and beating the vikings don't you think and then with the eagles knowing that the eagles are probably going to be a far greater challenge even though they're banged up a better challenge than the broncos who have quite frankly not looked good especially on offense through the first two games right i, I think um it'd be more of the former um that you just mentioned there sort of the the intensity of two division games and look, I mean, it, that was a um, an NFC Championship feel in Chicago. Make no mistake about it. And then the emphasis, is, as you and I talked about, in the run-up to Minnesota with with the, the home fans, right, and just sort of trying to whip them into a frenzy before, you know, really throughout through camp, right, with, with that run-up. So um, 
I could see on an emotional level at that point, I, 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 as opposed to, say, looking ahead to a kind of an uncommon opponent in Philadelphia. I hear you. I hear you. Vic Fangio is 61 years old, getting his first opportunity to be a head coach. Um, known as a defensive mastermind, kind of learned from Capers. Isn't he kind of a Capers protege, uh, if you will? Uh, given all of that, uh, people are wondering, why hasn't his defense even been able to get one sack during the first two games? Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah, uh, you know, John Elway, the VP, uh, the president of football operations and, and GM kind of bucked the trend, right, by hiring not only um, a defensive-minded coach but a guy who's has been waiting his turn for over two decades, whereas obviously the Packers and a lot of other teams went with kind of younger and, and less experienced guys. So um, it's a good question. I, I don't know. Um, their, their defense is a little different than in years past. Um, the base 3-4 is the same, but the coverage that, that Vic Fangio likes to run on the back end is a little different. Um, the pressure package is, again, a little different. But when you've got Bradley Chubb, Von Miller, I, you know, usually that stuff shouldn't matter. So um, you might be able to say that's just good luck <laughs> from Oakland and Chicago, and, and the Packers hope that continues Sunday. We open the segment with a cut Darren Rodgers and Aaron Jones. What's your expectation level for Jones and how they continue a little with momentum with the running attack? Yeah, I, I know that, that Matt LaFleur said this week he he wants her to be a little more, I don't want to call it balance, but a little more work for Jamal Williams because um, Aaron Jones is the guy. I mean, Aaron Jones is their number one running back. They want him to touch the ball. I, I think maybe the difference is they don't want him touching it, say, 30 times and Jamal Williams 10, you know, but it's definitely not going to be a split. So uh, my expectation would be they, they keep, they keep that train going, especially if Jamal, if uh, excuse me, Aaron Jones and that offensive line run it as effective as they did last week. All right, final thought: two keys and your prediction for Sunday's game. Uh, two keys. So the the first I want to see is can Matt Lafleur adjust in game? Is is he a little better this week after that that first quarter? You know, when Vic Fangio switches things up, can Matt Lafleur switch back? Right, and and let's see what happens there. Um, defensively, I like to see that run game be a little stout throughout. I, I, I think I think Denver's gonna keep that you know press the issue just like Minnesota did. Um, except that they get down the first and go late, <laughs> I think they're gonna run it. So um, and then as a score, I, you know, again I'm thinking low scoring. Um, I just don't. McKenzie, I got a lot of respect for those guys and obviously the Packers defense. So I'm gonna go Green Bay uh, 23. Denver 10. Fair enough, because that's the way I see it, too. Remind Silverstein Spoon uh, that we got a double or nothing bet on fancy coffee, and I'm, <laughs> I'm giving points, all right? You just remind him of that during, there you go. during the game itself. <laughs> and we'll talk on Monday. Thanks, Jim. All right, sounds good. Jim Osarski has been brought to you by Metro Ford and Metro Kia of East Madison. Don't forget, second hour of the show, talk a lot of Badgers and Wolverines, starting with Andy Baggett at 715. Matt LePay, the voice of the Badgers, 745. We'll also talk Brewers, Pirates in town, three-game losing streak or continuing their losing streak in Milwaukee. Tom Audercourt, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, will join us at 7.30. Much more coming up. Lucas in the morning. Shotgun, two left, one right for Gardner Minshew. He dropped a throw, four-man rush. 
Fires toward the end zone. Once D.D. Chark in the corner of the end zone. Touchdown, Jacksonville. Chark attack. And Jacksonville has extended the lead. Good call. like that. Welcome back with us in the morning with General Ben on the board. Oh, it's such crap Thursday night football right now. It was. It was hard to watch. Oh, Fair, man. Bordered on unwatchable, but I, I forced myself. Gardner Minshew, the new face of the NFL. Mahomes, you're gone. You're yesterday's oh, news. Six-round draft pick out of Washington State where he's tutored by Mike Leach. Last night, 20 out of 30 for 204. A couple of touchdowns. He replaced the injured Nick Foles. Uh, he's known for his mustache and bandana, and everybody has a fake mustache on uh. now in the crowd of uh, 342 people who sat in a rainstorm. And it was awful, right? Just an yeah. awful atmosphere. Nobody was more awful than your guy Marcus Mariota. Man, does he look he bad. Stinks. He oh, stinks. Oh, my goodness. He threw, this is how deceiving stats are. He threw for 300 yards. If I told you today, well, Marcus Mariota threw for 304 you say, wow, that's pretty a good. Game, He's 23 yeah. of 40. He was, now this not on him. He was sacked nine times. He was it's sacked bad nine times. Number one. Yeah. Can't it, you see him just combing over to the Patriots? The Titans will let him go. Marcus and all Mariota? Su- yeah, and then Brady retired. No, they really? no. You, there's got to be He's something there. He's not a quarterback. There. He's not oh, an NFL. No, no not an NFL quarterback. Be there. Uh, we talked about how unwatchable that game was last night. Do we have... We have our little tweet of the day thing. Do you oh, have that yeah, music? I got that somewhere. Because I got a couple of tweets I'm going to play. For you. All right, so guess who was watching the game last night? Titans, Jags. Tom Brady. Because Brady tweets, I'm turning off this game. I can't watch these ridiculous penalties anymore. Do you think that was him or if that was one? Ah, it's Tom Brady. He came okay. back and said, too many pen- penalties. Just let us play. Okay. You know, holding calls are up 69% in the league. Yeah, but that stuff always tends to be it's a focus in the beginning of the week. But it's the beginning of the year. Let's see what happens. No, what's Brady? They talked about it on the air, too. Wow, not even Tom Brady wants to watch this crap. All right, so while we're on this tweet of the day, I got another one for you. Your guy, Jamal Adams, New York Jets. Uh, He was fined for a hit on Baker Mayfield. You never heard of Jamal Adams? Nope. He's one of those few good players. I've heard of this guy. Can't wait. That guy used to play for the Jets. Remember him? Who's that? Can't wait. Bart Scott? Anybody can be beat. They can't stop a nosebleed. I like that guy. You realize that Jimmy Leonard played for the Ravens. I did. Uh, he was the fourth leading tackler. The one season it was there, and Bart Scott was the second leading tackler by uh, Ray Lewis uh, and then uh, Terrell Suggs and then Jim Leonard. Think about crazy. putting that in context. With You're talking about a middle linebacker. Yeah, and a Okay, here's your tweet from Jamal Adams, okay? So he hit Baker Mayfield late. Did you see that in the Monday I Night Game? I did see that, yes. Another unwatchable game. So this is what he tweeted out. He wrote on Twitter where he included a video of the play. I just got fined 21K for this hit. I signed up to play football, not two-hand touch. Bull bleep. I don't give a damn about these soft rules protecting QBs. I'm going to play my brand of football every time I step on the field. SMH shaking my head. See where that gets you there, pal. Jamal Adams. That's going to get you right out of the league if you play with that attitude. You know who you should ask? Vontez Perfect. Did he ever change the way he's played? I think he has a little bit. He's become a team leader. Really? Oakland, believe it or not. Oh, yeah. right, That's who I want to lead my team. Uh, from the subtle to the bizarre here, um, two suspects are being penalized after they allegedly stole a life-size cutout of Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes and crashed their getaway car. Where'd they steal it from? A McDonald's restaurant in Lawrence, Kansas. All right. A life-size cutout. <laughs> what kind of burglars do they have? 
thieves in Lawrence, Kansas. Bad not going to steal money. Not going to no, steal cheeseburgers. Life size cutout of Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> That's they, like this. Then they crash. That's yes. what we need. The truth is stranger yes. than fiction. <laughs> One last NFL note: uh, the Watts, JJ and Derek, will face each other the first time. You mess with this me. Weekend. You yeah. got problems. That's all I know. So you got the Chargers against the Texans. Derek is the fullback, obviously, with the Chargers and JJ. The last time they played against each other was in the backyard. How about that? <laughs> in little Pewaukee, Wisconsin. Yep. Yep. Uh, top of the hour, Brian Posick joins us, and we'll have Uncle Lukey's list right here on Lucas in the Morning. Okay, patrons, it's time to grab a little slice of cake and put on that party hat because it's birthdays, dead or alive. You saw it's your birthday. Here's Uncle Lukey. Thank you very much, Eddie Gaga, Soundgarden, Ben Shepherd, 51. You got any backdrop on that for me? You're the no. musical guru. No, Soundgarden is sort of late 80s, 90s stuff. My sort of knowledge stops at about 1990, right. maybe. Did you say something big is happening this week? Farm Aid? Oh, Farm Aid is going on tomorrow at Alpine Valley. Huge events. The founders, all still alive, still going to be there. Willie Nelson, John Mellencamp, Neil Young, and Dave Matthews joined that founding board. About the mid-90s, I cool. would say, so he'll be there too. So TJ Lang, 32 years old today. I always liked Lang. He was a fourth-round pick out of Eastern Michigan with the Packers. Uh he wound up starting. He wound up being a spokesperson. He wound up being just a, who he is, a really good guy. Went to the Lions and signed a decent, decent, really good contract, three years, $28.5 million. But his body wore out. I mean, isn't that amazing I'm saying that? He just turned 32 today, but his body wore out. Well, he's an offensive lineman. Every single play, contact yeah, no. is happening with that body. Very true. A historical footnote, September 20th, 1973. Jim Croce killed in a plane crash. He's 30 years old. So sad. New album had just come out, too, or was going to be released and didn't get to see it. Wasn't it after his flight took off in Louisiana? I think they were headed to Sherman, Texas for a gig. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite Packers of all time. He wore number 31. Number 31. Who is he? I have no idea. who, Who am I? I wore number 31. I don't know. I am Jim Taylor. Okay. You don't remember Jimmy Taylor? Well, I... Obviously, I wasn't alive. I know right. he played Go for back Lombardi. And look at the video. He would have been and even before Lombardi. Past tense would have been '84. I mean, he set a record at back then, five straight years of a thousand or more yards. Rushed for 81 touchdowns in Green Bay before finishing his career in New Orleans. High knee action. You're a coach. What's that mean to you? High knee action. Uh, that's a stretch we do before practice nowadays. Yeah, but you don't want to tackle somebody <laughs> with high knee action. No, you don't. No, you, you don't, because that would Because you're going to get a knee right in your chicklets. You're right. Right. All right, so let's segue to Sticks. Chuck Spinoza, 72. His twin brother would have been 72. Yes. Uh, Actually born 90 minutes apart. You know that? Matt LaFleur's brother is 68 <laughs> today. Guy LaFleur. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, brothers. Get out of here what? with that. Get you out of here with what? that. What? Because the worst part is there's people out there who will believe you. And then we'll go into work it's today and say, man. do you know that uh, Matt LaFleur's brother, Guy? Guy LaFleur. <laughs> birthday today? Oh, it's garbage. 518 goals. Uh, he could play a little bit. Another couple of historical footnotes. September 20th, 1973, 29-year-old Billie Jean King beat 55-year-old Bobby Riggs 
in the Astrodome, Battle of the Sexes. Yeah. That was huge as far as television audience. Really? Huge. See, I mean, I know reading about it and so watching about documentaries about it. Okay. That's crazy. What year were you born? 1990. All right, so you probably you don't know anything about this unless you went back and looked it up. September 20th, 1982, on this day, football players went out on strike. It was a 57-day work stoppage, and they had to, like, reduce the season to nine games in that Super Bowl that year, watching the Redskins beat the Dolphins. So this was the start of a strike, and if you listen closely, they're trying to ward off a strike in a couple of years in the NFL. They've already told players, save right. some money. Well, Save your money. The players have nobody to blame but themselves. The guy they've elected as their union chief, whatever, D. Smith, he's done nothing for the players, in my opinion, but I'm not a player either. No, you're part of management. Sounds oh, like it. Wow. It sounds wow. like it. All right, top of the hour, we'll be joined by Brian Posick. And you want to stick around because Uncle Lukey's list is going to deal with the Wolverines and the Badgers. That's oh. coming up next on Lucas in the Morning. You got it all. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, patrons, give me a T, give me a G, give me an I, give me an F. What day is it? Friday. TGIF, am I right or what? Welcome to Friday, and welcome to Lucas in the Morning. It's boring, it puts me to sleep. Hey, it's Jim Ozarski time again. Green Bay Packers, woo! At 7.15, it's time for Andy Baggett, our buddy Bags from UWBadgers.com. At 7.30, we're still talking baseball with the man. Tom Hard record, and it's 745, brother, the voice of your Wisconsin Badgers, and more, Matt LePay. Oh, this is exactly what I was looking for. And now, without further ado, John Audius and Mike Lucas. John Audius is on the road with volleyball, joining me, Gentle Ben, the kingpin of the Wana Bowl, who's on the keyboard. Lorenzo Kane is not the igniter. That belongs to only one player, Paul Molitor. But Kane can be a catalyst, as we heard again yesterday. Hits one deep to left field. Did he get it? Back is Martini. Looks up. It's gone. Lorenzo Kane with another home run in this series. Number 10 for Kane sends Bernie down the slide. B.A. with the call. Now the discouraging news, Kane had to leave the game with what is called left ankle discomfort. Brewers a 5-1 winner. They are now the second wild card, chasing down Washington for the first wild card. Cubs lost! Cubs lost! <laughs> Brian Posey joins us now. Yeah, Kane said uh, after the game last night that he expected to be in the lineup tonight. So uh, He's so beat up. Well, you know, he's, he's had that thumb issue all year and his knees. 
you know, and so, uh, you know, you look at his numbers and they, not, they're not as good as they were a year ago. And he may be on the decline. He's an older outfielder now, but um, he just hasn't been healthy. He can still chase it down, though, can he? It's all about the, anticipation. He's one of the best center fielders that, that I've seen play. Yes. And, um, but uh, you know what? At, at, in crunch time right now, he's, he's, he's coming through a little bit, right? So, yes, and they need him without Yelich. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, they need everybody without Yelich. And, and that's the thing about it done. And then with their pitching staff, they've, they've really yeah. supplied that committee oh approach, village approach. And we'll talk about Tom Hardercourt right. uh, about just that. He'll join us from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel mm-hmm. at 7 30. And the Car- yeah, the Cardinals uh, won last night. The Cubs were oh, down how did they 4-1. Win? Do, how did they win? Cubs were down 4-1. They rallied to tie it in the ninth, and it went to extra innings. Oh, and how did that end? Last night uh, Cub Wrigley. fans, did you hear? The, uh, Cub fans, here's how it ended. Ball's hard hit to deep center field. Back goes the center fielder, and it's gone. Home run number 13, big fly Matt Carpenter. He ambushes Craig Kimbrell, and the Cardinals retake the lead in the 10th inning. Rick Horton so, came OX 5-4 the final. Someone kidnapped Craig Kimbrell, because that's not the same Craig wow. Kimbrell I saw for a, wow. a few years ago. That's not no. the same pitcher. No, and that's why when, when he was still available on the free agent market and the Brewers had lost Knable and Jeffress was struggling, you know, uh, fans were thinking, you know, go get Craig Kimbrell, and I balked at that. I, no, thank you. No, I mean, he, yeah, he wins the World Series with the Red Sox, but – he, he's just he's, he's hittable. He's, he is very very hittable. Very hittable. I mean, the Cubs had yeah. a chance yet to rally again. Couldn't do yeah, it. Yeah, couldn't do it after Carlos Martinez mm-hmm. uh, blew that save, as you just mentioned. Right. Here's the thing I don't get. So yeah, Carpenter yeah. hits the home run. He's batting about two twenty. Yeah, right. And Carlos Martinez gre- greets him at the dugout by throwing water in his face. <laughs> right. Yeah, the, he's the arsonist. Carlos Martinez <laughs> is the gas can. Shouldn't they be dousing him with water him, instead yeah. of the guy who helped win right. the game? Right. Well, that makes no sense. There's yeah. a list of things I, I couldn't. What? A list of things that didn't make sense to me. He's got a list, and he's checking it twice. It's time for Uncle Lukey's list. Here's Uncle Listy. Uh, I mean, nope. Uncle Lukey. Ben was just waiting for that word, too. Oh, yeah. I was. List. He just couldn't wait to got push the I was. Finally got him conditioned. All right, we <laughs> got to start with a little audio flashback. All right, audio flashback. Let's hear it. Calhoun lined up to the left of Stocko. Quarterback draw. Stocko! Touchdown! John Stocko, a four-yard touchdown run with 24 seconds to go. Sean McDonough with the call. You remember yeah. that play? Yeah, that was fantastic. Was that 05? 05. 2005. 23-20, yeah. yeah. the final. Oh, man. Nobody expected I was telling Ben earlier that Henry Mason went to Barry Alvarez and said, hey, how about this? Yeah. Um, after looking at how defensively Michigan was lining up, they were avoiding the middle of the field and rushing hard off the edge. You say, hey, yeah. quarterback draw would be perfect in this situation, even though Stanko was not a runner. Right. Not no. a runner. No, no. They blocked it perfectly. He scored. Yeah, was, was uh, Brian Calhoun was unbelievable oh. in that game. That whole season, he was. Oh, he was. One yeah. of my favorites yeah. to watch. Yeah. So he had, the Badgers unranked that year. Michigan was 14 yeah. in the yeah. country at the Brian time. Brian Calhoun, 35 carries for 155 yards. So they were tough. They were hard-earned yeah. yards. Oh, yeah. Seven catches. He led the Badgers right. with seven catches, yeah. 59 yards. He was the whole offense that season. Oh, I mean, he my was goodness. Awesome. We had him for two years, right? One year. One year. One year. One year he and transferred he went, from Colorado yeah. yes. somewhere yeah. else. Went to the pros, played with Detroit briefly. Yep. and that was So my list it. is yeah. that was mm-hmm. the first of four straight wins here in Madison over right. Michigan. Right. Um, in 2007 was Tyler Donovan who threw for 245 <laughs> yards. Zach Brown was the tailback of Noah, yeah. rushed for 110 oh, yards. Paul Hubbard had seven catches, 134. Oh. Travis Beckham, six for 106. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and then 2009 mm-hmm. was Scotty Tolzien. Yeah. Scotty Tuhati, 
passed for four <laughs> touchdowns. Yep. Yeah. John Clay had 151 rushing yards. And yeah. then just two years ago. 17. Uh, JT and company. Yep, right. Nick Nelson with the punt return. We're going to hear about that. was awesome. Hear that again a little bit later. Yeah, and so. Taylor's had two 100-yard games yes. against Michigan, too, right? What are they yeah, going to do tomorrow? Year, How are they going to stop him tomorrow? 13. Oh, it's simple. Oh, you, well, Nine I, in the I'll, box. Yeah, well, Stack the box, make sure. Cone beat you. Yeah, it, there, there's no question. <laughs> Isn't that the, the game plan whenever you play Wisconsin, much, no matter who the running back and quarterbacks are? No, there yeah. was a pretty even Steven game last year in Ann Arbor for three quarters, and then that defense wore down. So yeah. Because yeah. Badgers had no passing attack. Gonna, oh, seven of 20, Hornerbrook was. Two, seven two completions. One, one return for a touchdown. Most of their yardage well, was on the last it, possession it, but, of the but, game. You know, it, was, it was close, but Michigan dominated that game. How many field goals did they miss, right? I mean, they, they couldn't punch it in early, and then they'd miss field goals, and that's the only reason Wisconsin was close in Ann Arbor last so year. So what happens tomorrow? I, I'm thinking. Besides, so. besides, Ben's gonna get all liquored up. Yeah, right well, near the stadium. So Did you hear about my issue, Brian? Yeah. What's your issue? Maybe well, you can first, help him. First, lay first, down, lay down yeah. on the on the and couch. We want his preview. Or yeah. Is, no, yeah, we've got our win? Badger game day tomorrow at, at seven o'clock on WIBA. Oh, that's early. Yeah, I know. No, no <laughs> kidding. Brian's no, gonna be I'm here. Done, I'm done at nine o'clock, and then I'll be drinking with Ben. All right. Yeah, but I, Maybe I, I'll come over. It, it's it, as far as I'm concerned, it's it's a Big Ten. It's it Big Ten football. It's going to be tight, and I think three point. Bucky win, I, right. I say share, 24-21. Share your conundrum. All right. Get some yeah. advice from the yeah. old man here. Yeah, the, the old man here. Bachelor party tomorrow. Yeah. Uh-oh. I want to focus and watch the game. Yes. But I also feel like i got to go to this bachelor party. When I'm at the bars downtown, what Big t- Ten what Pub, wherever, it starts at like 8.30, 8 o'clock, oh! something like that. What? You, no, 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 no. Yeah, you can you can dictate your schedule, Ben. Well, I You're could not dictate getting my schedule. Right? That's it's true. not no, your bachelor I'm not party, right? Married. No, I'm not. You can do whatever the hell you I'm want. I'm not, but the whole point of the bachelor party is to do the Badger football game day thing. Sure, okay. Yeah. So, But I want to watch the game, too. Mm-hmm. So part of me wants to stay home and just watch it on my TV no, I know, so I can right. focus. I'm not very good at going to bars and No, because you can't. You can't but at all. If, right. As long as it doesn't rain, they've got a beer garden where he's right. going to be Outside, drinking. Yep. So he'll be yep. able to hear like, the noise from the Actually, stadium. Why, why don't cool. you lend him your transistor radio? Oh, yeah. And you can just What's that? Your What's a transistor and just radio? Take a little earplug in <laughs> and yeah. just walk around. Right? <laughs> you just ignore everybody right. else. Plus, you're one of your dad's old Walkmen. I could. Right? And just or, walk around with a Walkman. Or the iHeartRadio app, You could do the app, yeah, right? With and a little earpiece. Just try not to get bleep faced before the kickoff. No, before the kickoff. Before the kickoff. I can do it during the game. Right. Could be Talk to you tomorrow. Brian. Okay, see you later. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk more Wolverines and Badgers with Andy Baggett next. Lucas in the morning. I think Jack's done a nice job of, of, of working, of taking things in, of trying to learn from Every bit of it, and you know, when you ask what's the next step, the next step is to continue to improve, right? And it's to continue to trust yourself on things that you know, all right, this is it. I'm seeing it right. Trust it. Remember him from uh, recruiting him and had him on campus here, and very good athlete, throws the ball very well, very competitive. Always liked him a lot. He's having success and been impressive. That would be Wisconsin call coach Paul Christ on quarterback Jack Cohn, and then it was Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh on Jack Cohn. Harbaugh actively recruited Cohn out of Sayville, New York. Chose the Badgers instead, and we'll get a crack at the Wolverines tomorrow at Camp Randall Stadium, 11 o'clock. Joining us now from UWBadgers.com on Lucas in the Morning, Andy Baggett. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. Are you okay? I'm wired. 
I'm ready to go. Big Ten. No. Touchdown, Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Matt. Touchdown, Wisconsin. One more time, Hattrick. Touchdown, Wisconsin. Okay, so is Jack Cohen one of your keys to tomorrow's game? I don't see how he can be. He's he's the key to that offense. You can talk about Jonathan Taylor, and we're going to talk a lot about Jonathan Taylor, but it's it's about uh, the ability of Jack Cohen to run that offense and to feel – and listening to some of Paul's quotes and, and seeing how Jack has progressed, that that is the key. It's it's continuing to establish consistency, continuing to be able to add a little bit more trust to his game and uh, and take it to another level because he's going to see another level in terms of an opponent against Michigan than he has seen up to this point this season. Andy, by your measure, what has been Quintess Cephas's impact on the offense? Well, the obvious is that he's a big, physical, veteran wide receiver who, who's got the speed to get open and has been open in pretty much every game. I think the fact that uh, I think a subtle fact is that he's uh, they haven't lost a game where he's caught a pass. I mean, he's been a, he's been an integral part of the passing game uh, for for two seasons this uh, uh, this season, especially because he just he's got that ability to 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 be that deep threat that uh, you, you have to have. And that, that's not a knock against the other guys in that in that room because they've all made big plays. They've all uh, demonstrated the ability to be a big play guy. But he is he's clearly a leader, not just on the field, but in the, in the locker room. And I think that uh, when you put those two pieces together, you have a pretty special player. Now, if you're an opposing defensive coordinator, what has – the fact that the Badgers are now utilizing Jonathan Taylor as a receiver. What has that done to your game plan? Well, it's, it's got to expand it, right? I mean, it's got to, uh, you've got to, it's one more thing you have to account for. And, and uh, I'm sure that the, the packages that we've seen of Jonathan Taylor being able to catch the ball, they, they haven't, uh, I think there's more to it than, than what we've seen up to this point. Uh, I think there's uh there are other ways that you can that Jonathan Taylor can be more effective in the passing game, and, and I think that that role is that those opportunities are going to get expanded as the season goes along. But up right now, um, he's he's a threat in more more ways than one. And, and when you have a player that special who could do uh, more than one thing, which is beyond running the ball and being uh, dynamic in that regard, he's being able to catch the ball and. and it's one more thing that on your plate that you have to worry about if you're a defensive coordinator playing against the Badgers. We're talking with Sandy Bag at UWBadgers.com. Wisconsin's yet to give up a point, but it's played against subpar competition through its first two games. What do you think the challenge will be for the Badgers defensively against this Michigan attack that you know hasn't really been clicking yet? Yet it hasn't been clicking yet, and, it, and it's been kind of its own worst enemy up to this point with the mistakes and turnovers and that type of thing and and when you have a new offensive coordinator it's uh it, it does create some challenges it does create some uh some growing pains if you will but i think this bye week has probably been a key uh, stretch of time for michigan because it's uh uh you get some people that are that are key that are healing you get a little bit more opportunity to refine what you're doing on offense and defense and and you get a little bit more comfortable you would think with with the with the uh, the priorities that you're trying to get done in the in the passing and the running game, and so I think he's uh, Michigan is going to be 
a more formidable opponent in, in every aspect of, of, of playing the game because they're uh, they're in this to they're they're focused on trying to be a, na- a national champion and and one of the favorites in the Big Ten and and this is a moment where if you're that type of a team you have to stand up and and take and take things into your own hands and 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 run the show. All right, one final thing before I let you go. You got any nuggets for us? Not chicken nuggets, but Badgers Wolverines nuggets. Badgers Wolverines nuggets. Well, one of the most famous people in Wisconsin history. Elroy Hirsch played for the Wolverines, won four letters for the Wolverines in one season. He's, uh, uh, what I think he's, if I'm, if memory serves, he went into the Michigan hall of fame on this day back in the forties, if no fifties, if I'm not mistaken, he's, uh, clearly one of the, one of the links between these two schools and, and one of the more fun people to have ever covered here. So I think there's, if you're looking for a tiny little link, there you go. Good, good. Wisconsin will beat Michigan on Saturday if blank, blank, blank. If blank, they blank, fo- blank. They for- if they force more than one turnover. All right. There you heard it. The most reasonable man in the world. Thank you. Talk again on Monday. Have a good day. Andy Bag at UWBadges.com. Brewers are in that second wild card. Brewers. 14 and 4 in September. Why? Why have they been so good? We'll ask Tom Hardicourt from Milwaukee Journal Sentinel next. Lucas in the morning. These days of darkness Wish we'd known We'll blow away With this new sun Save number 34 for Hader, most ever by a lefty. Milwaukee Brewers history. Welcome back to Lucas in the Morning. Our baseball insider, Tom Hodricourt, is brought to you by Miller & Son Supermarket, your family grocer in a world-class store in Verona and Mount Horeb. Good morning. How you doing, Tom? Morning. How you guys doing? Not too bad. Uh, break it down for me why this pitching staff, this bullpen, the collective group that council has been counting on, has been so effective and so successful. How have they been doing it? Let's by by numbers. You know, there's way more of them that fits better the way they like to do games at times. Uh, chopping them up, uh, you know, 27 outs. They look at 27 outs every night. They look at their available pitchers and uh, who can help them get to those 27 outs. They don't really care um, if the first guy out, you know, gets gets. 15 of them, 18 of them, 12 of them, whatever it is they, he can, they can get out of the first guy, then they just start cobbling the rest of the game together. So, you know, it's two straight Septembers they've done it, so they obviously um, do better with the expanded rosters. 
It'll be very interesting to see what happens next September because they're scaling everybody back to 28 next September there. Going from one extreme to the other, a lot of people thought they might pick an intermediary number like 30 or 32, but they're going to scale them back to 28 to try to... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Stop the litany of pitching changes that happens in September that bogs all the games down. So, you know, we'll worry about next September, next September, but right now, they do better. You know, they've they have all but two of their 40-man roster players in Milwaukee right now. Um, one of them, of course, is hurt. Christian Yelich and can't play, but, you know, they've got almost everybody that's eligible to play in the major leagues for them right now. With their team, it's pretty. You go in that that clubhouse, it's like going into the Packers locker room. It's you know, it's just people tripping all over each other in there. Yeah, but it's helped rally them. I mean, you see it in the dugout. I, I saw it last night uh, in Wrigley Field with the Cardinals. I mean, you got more bodies there, more people jumping up and down, and I think it's contagious, isn't it? That type of enthusiasm. Yeah, I mean, you got a lot more people in the dugout as well, obviously. So uh, a lot at stake right now. You know, that that was a pretty dramatic game last night at Wrigley with it. Cubs scoring three in the ninth of tide, and then the Cardinals showing some resiliency and coming back and scoring in the tenth to win. So, you know, there's been a lot of debate about what's best for the Brewers as the Cardinals and Cubs play each other. You know, do you want one team to steamroll the other and just put them all the way out of the picture, or do you want them to split games and let the Brewers, if they win, gain on both of them? So it's going to be interesting. We'll know a lot more by Sunday after that four games is over in Wrigley and see what the Brewers do with the Pirates coming this weekend. But well, What's your take on but, that? What's the best best pass for the Brewers as far as you're concerned? Well, you always want to win your division. You know, that, that's that's way better than being in the wild card game. They still have a shot at that, but they would need the Cubs to beat the Cardinals a few times. So, And, and when the Cubs do that, they stay with the Brewers or right behind them. So... There's no is there's no easy way to anything. You got the you know the Brewers are within one game of Washington as well uh, for the first wild card spot, which gives you the home game instead of the road game. There's a lot of advantage to that too. So it's going to be interesting. The the Brewers you know have play the Pirates who have been in free fall for some time. Washington plays Miami, which as we know is not very good. But so it's the Cubs and Cardinals where everybody's going to be watching just to see if any if either of those teams is able to grab a foothold over the other, or if they're going to split games and hurt each other. I hear you. Are they holding Lorenzo Cain together with duct tape? Is that what's happening right now? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure they got enough. That did not sound good to me yesterday to add an ankle injury to his knee injury. It's on the same leg, too. So He's a mess on the left side right now with a knee injury that sounds like it might need some surgery after the season. And now... He said they needed more tests on his ankle. That did not sound good to me. I'm not sure how much they're going to get out of him this last nine games. He's such a catalyst, though, isn't he, at the top of that order, even when he's playing at less than 100%. And in the fields, too. You know, now he's very compromised out there. 
Like he just can't run. Uh, his his you know speed is a big part of his game, especially in defense and quickness, and he just doesn't have it now. And this is a team, you know, in which Yelich is gone for the rest of the year, and which Braun is in and out of the lineup um, with a back problem. Um, the council made it clear to say that he's not going to be able to play the last nine games in a row. So their outfield is very compromised right now. Trent Grisham's become a big figure for them. He had a big two run. Well, he had a little league homer yesterday. He did. You know, he really he did. Keep, yeah. 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 You don't see many little league homers in the major leagues, but he had one. And so st- those guys, you know, Gamble's going to play a lot. Uh, Grisham's going to play a lot. So, uh, you know, they're going to have other, like, other infield types, utility types playing out there, like Spangenberg. So, you know, there was a time when their infield was all banked up. You know, Stocks was out here, who was out there having trouble with the infield. And that's the outfield. So, but, you know, um, I guess, I guess, um, Rizzo uh, Willis readed it last night for the Cubs, Kirk, right? Kirk Gibson, like, trying to get around the bases. He homered early, but they didn't have enough offense, nor did they have. Look, they've got to outscore their bullpen. And Kimbrel's yeah. no, he's nowhere close to being the old Kimbrel. Nowhere close. No, no, he's not. And they've got three years of him for $42 million, so good luck with that, yeah, Cubs. I hear you. More power uh, to you. And there's nothing, uh, nothing more disheartening to the fan base or the players themselves and losing games at the end. You know, that game that the Brewers lost in St. Louis last Friday night, 10 to nothing, it's way better to lose like that than have the, a gut-wrenching bottom of the ninth game where, you, you know, your bullpen blows a big lead. So that one thing with the Brewers is their bullpen's done a good job of protecting leads. Well, they got the arms to do it right now, man. If fast Freddy Peralta has re- been rejuvenated, hasn't he? Going 98 yesterday. Whoa. used to throw 94. <laughs> Unbelievable. Hey, look, have a good weekend. We'll talk next Friday. Thanks, Tom. All right, you guys take care. Tom Hardercourt from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Coming up next, take a look at the Badgers and the Wolverines. The voice of the Badgers, Matt LePay, is up next on Lucas in the Morning. Touchdown, Wisconsin. up a big weekend of football Packers and Broncos with Jim Osarski at 6.30. Badgers Wolverines with the voice of the Badgers, Matt LePay at 7.45. Michigan, line of scrimmage, the Wolverines 14-yard line. Brad Robbins standing right at the goal line. Nick Nelson standing in midfield, and the kick is in the air. Nelson will have a chance. Oh, he let it hit again, and he's now going to pick it up at the 50-yard line, right side to the 45, to the 40. Nelson's still up. 35, breaks left, 30. 25, 20, he's gone. Touchdown, Nick Nelson on the punt return. 50 yards, and the Badgers are first on the board at Camp Randall. Two years ago, the first quarter, late in the first quarter, ended with a bang on that Nelson punt return for score. Welcome back to Lucas in the Morning. Our Badger insider, Matt LePay, is brought to you by Middleton Ford. If you don't see the Middleton Ford logo, you paid too much. MiddletonFord.net. Good morning. How you doing? Doing well. How you doing? Not too bad. I love listening to your call on Nick Nelson and how he kind of jump-started the Badgers, putting them in the lead, but then they had to even rally in that game, and they made enough plays in the second half, and last year's game was 
Like it was close for three quarters and just got worn down. So is anything we could glean from those two performances with many players taking part to kind of give us some idea what's going to happen Saturday or not? Well, I, I just think, and it's probably a captain obvious statement here, if Wisconsin can throw the ball with and, and do a little damage. You know, two years ago, if you looked at the overall numbers from Alex Hornibrook, they weren't going to impress you. But, you know, he made some big throws in that game, and, and that helped. The touchdown pass on a third and long to A.J. Taylor. There was another third and long down the sideline, I think, to, to Danny Davis. Uh, they, they were able to hurt Michigan enough in the passing game. and Last year, they didn't hurt them at all uh, until they had a, a, a touchdown drive late in the game and knew who was going to win the game, and that's where they got three-quarters of their passing yards. So if, if the Badgers can show a little diversity the way they have in these, well, similar to the first two games, competition obviously ramps up, but if it becomes more than Jonathan Taylor contributing for the Badgers, I think that's a really good sign. I know Badger fans are still waiting on, on Jack Cohen before they com- completely commit to Cohen, which is understandable, uh, you know, based on still a small sample size. But I almost sense the same thing with Shea Patterson at Michigan. Uh, they've introduced a new offense, and uh, he played hurt a couple of games already this year. It's supposed to be at 100% Saturday, but there's an unknown – quality to the Michigan offense yeah there is with uh, and I I just have the feeling they haven't shown a whole lot uh, the first game maybe a little bit more uh, they, they had Dylan McCaffrey on the field uh, both at quarterback and as a receiver in, in the first game so they you know they're trying to maybe show some different things and in the game against Army Michigan had nine possessions in regulation I mean Army is so good at bleeding the clock, you know, right there. They milked the play clock all the way down, and you just weren't going to get a lot of opportunities. And when you turn it over the way Michigan did, uh, that really, you know, you're playing with one one hand tied behind your back. And that, that's kind of the way that, that game went for Michigan a couple of weeks ago. So I, I just have to think that there's pretty good talent there, as there's almost as always the case at Michigan. And as the year goes along, that offense will will start to take hold. But even to this point, Luke, if they don't turn it over the way they have, I think those numbers look a heck of a lot better for Michigan. And and as coaches, they always talk about correctable mistakes. You would think that putting the ball on the ground is something that they can correct. They only lost three fumbles all of last year. They've already lost five through two games this year. It's so doggone early yet in the season. And who knows how these teams will look in November compared – uh, to September, but do you have a gut feeling on how the game might play out on Saturday? Yeah, the only thing I, I should be consistent so that way I can be either really smart or dumb, um, which I'm, I'm good at dumb. I was talking to some guys in Michigan early in the week. The only thing that would surprise me tomorrow is if the game is one-sided. Um, yeah, I know Michigan's getting beat up, both in the state and nationally. Uh, you know, why, why aren't they all that just yet? But I, you know, I, I still think they're really good. Are they the favorite to win the Big Ten? Uh, I don't know, but I, they're among, certainly. And I, I just think, and maybe because of the last three games with the Badgers, you go back to, to the bowl game, they've just dominated their opponents. Um, I mean, I'd be all for that tomorrow, but I just don't expect it. I just think it's going to be one of those down-to-the-wire, fun football games for even a casual fan to watch. So that that's my gut on it. And then we'll find out together if Wisconsin has enough to be able to make those plays that'll make the difference in the game. I think they have the ability to do that, but that's the beauty of this. Uh, 
they, they get to play the varsity starting tomorrow, and I think we're all eager to see how it unfolds. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think there's the Michigan brand. There's always additional scrutiny with the Wolverines, but more so now than ever with Jim Harbaugh as the quarterback, don't you? Quarterback as the head coach, former quarterback as the head coach. That has just brought even more attention to the program. Yeah, it has. You know, he's he's polarizing. Um, you know, Paul, as you know, Paul knows him well. Jeep, Paul's brother, uh, coached alongside of him, and uh, Scott Tolzien uh, played for him. And uh, Scotty, the analyst now, and then you know, and, and Scott's time with the 49ers several years ago. So, you know, they they can they can tell you the good Jim Harbaugh. We see, you know, publicly the more eccentric would be one way of putting it, Jim Harbaugh. But and, and, you know, I, I guess to his credit, or you know, he put himself out there. They're a preseason favorite, and he didn't back down from that. And at the Big Ten meeting, he said, "Yeah, that's that's probably right, Pickus." And you know, oftentimes, you know how it works with coaches—you're really you're talking to the media, but you're really talking to your players. Uh, but the expectations are so high there, and probably should be right. You know, yeah, winning this program yeah. in the history of the world. So uh, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see how Michigan handles it. I know. I, I think the uh, the AD at Wisconsin, the, the Hall of Fame football coach, Barry Alvarez, sometimes when you get beat up, the best thing is to get out of town. So from the Michigan perspective, it's probably a good thing that they're playing this game away from Ann Arbor so they can do that us-against-the-world thing. Um, <laughs> because they are the underdog, right? Yeah, so they are the be, underdog. It'll be fun to watch. It'll be fun to see how this, how this plays out tomorrow. Matt, thanks for joining. We'll see you tomorrow morning at Camp Randall Stadium. Sounds good. Matt LaPay, the voice of the Badgers. The Wolverines, for the record, have lost their last 13 games as the underdog. I like it. The last time Michigan won as an underdog was in 2013 against Northwestern. That game went three overtimes. I just want to hear a lot of this tomorrow. Touchdown, Wisconsin! That's not enough. It's going to take more. Touchdown, Wisconsin! Not enough. Touchdown, Wisconsin! For good measure. Touchdown, Wisconsin! That should do it. <laughs> we'll come back with Last Call next on Lucas in the Morning. Welcome back to Lucas in the Morning, Last Call. Mike Keller joins me. That's why we played this music in the background. That is the theme song for what professional wrestler? What professional wrestler used to make his entrance to the ring? Mike Keller? I, I, I know the answer. Oh, you do? do you yeah. really? Scrap Iron Kadaski. No. <laughs> oh, come on. The always capable Kenny J. No. The ultimate warrior. The wow. ultimate warrior. And I, that, hey, when Scrap Iron Kadaski and Baron oh, Von Roski retired, I, I stopped watching it. wrestling. <laughs> the Were ultimate you even alive warrior. for that? The ultimate warrior. And... What we're going to hear from next is from Wisconsin's ultimate warrior, Joe Thomas. And if this doesn't get your blood moving, nothing will. Listen. This is why you come to Wisconsin, to play in games like this. The eyes of the college football world are upon us, in our house. And we wouldn't want it any other way. Those first two games, 110 to nothing, great way to start. But that doesn't mean anything come Saturday. Because this, the Big Ten, the team coming in here, it's a whole different ballgame. These games, they're one with toughness. Toughness ain't about words. It's about doing all you can on every play for the guy next to you. The best part? This whole place is behind you. When it gets cranked up, when we're all into it, feel it in your core. Power 
80,000 voices and the ghosts of 100 years of history giving you strength. There's nothing like it. We live for these moments because these are the games you remember. Touchdown, Wisconsin, and this game is underway How freaking good is that? The part that gets me is when he goes, you're powered by 80,000 fans and the ghosts of 100 years yeah. of football. Oh, it gives me goosebumps. I'm ready. Ben's Let's ready. Go. All right, Touchdown, now. Wisconsin. Man. Okay, so now you pose that question to me. You pose that question to Brian. Pose, oh, yeah. it, pose the question to Mike Heller. So go ahead, listen. Supposed to be downtown tomorrow for a bachelor party, yeah, and it all involves the Badger football game. But I, I love football. I want to sit on my couch, analyze the game, rip Jack Cohn, which I feel like I might have to do tomorrow. But no, I want to do that. <laughs> I slid that. Damn it! Oh, you knocking off! What are you doing? You're such a, you're hey, a naysayer yeah, for the Brewers. You, you come with on. the Brewers when you're going to bring wow. up negative crap. I know crap where that comes from too. Oh, uh, he's going to have to do Nowhere well tomorrow. Just not to complete your thought. The one you have in your head. Well, <laughs> okay, that bachelor party doesn't end at uh, uh, at two thirty, does it? No, it doesn't. It's it's an all day oh, all yeah, evening I think affair. It, but it's supposed to revolve around the Badger football but it's tailgate. All, the game is yes. yeah. It Join is. it in progress. Should I do that tomorrow? Yes. No, start yeah, it. What time is the kickoff for the the getting all liquored up? Eight eight thirty in the morning. But but Luke brought up a good point. When you're right there on Regent Street doing the whole bar thing, you hear the roars of Camp Randall. All of that. It isn't, and it's more Are there fun to be in a group. tickets to the game in that group? No, no tickets. Zero. We just want to drink. They're just going to drink and or yell and scream and, and, and be idiots. I mean, that's I, the best way to do that. It's is, just a game. Be an idiot. Yeah, you can, but I you know, want to but... do it with a group of idiots. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't mean stay home and be an idiot. I mean do it in, do it with company. So there, there was you and all your idiot friends go I'm... get together yes, and do, it, do idiot ben. stuff. No, but I want to watch the game too and analyze it's on it as it's going. Yes, tape it. Tape it. I'm so torn. You can you can impressively, uh, drunkenly impress your friends with your negative game analysis <laughs> while you're hammered. How about that? <laughs> yeah. You're still not buying. You're not still not buying into the Brewers either. It's a naysayer. Yeah, I'm know. at least I'm at least enjoying the ride now. Yeah, he's enjoying. Yeah, he's, right. You're not enjoying as yeah. much as we are seeing yeah. Craig Kimbrell wet his pants. Huh? <laughs> oh man. How fun was that last night? Now, I want, now I want the Cubs to win this afternoon. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a give and take. Yeah, you got to give and take. You enjoy every one of them, but you want them to split a little bit. All right, show up at the camp tomorrow, all of you. Nasty. I'll be there. A nasty move. Yeah, you're nasty to start with. Hey. Thanks for listening to Lucas in the Morning. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.